Hello and welcome to the Headache Doctor podcast. I'm Dr. Taves, joined by my co-host, Dr. Storsbach. Glad to have you here. And uh, today we're going to talk about caffeine and its uh, impact on headaches and migraines. And uh, we're going to get into kind of some cool stuff of how our digestive system um, processes caffeine and, and why that uh, is something that as a headache or migraine sufferer, it might be helpful information for you. Um, and then we'll talk about if caffeine is something you should consume or not consume, um, or maybe you just keep doing what you're doing. And uh, this is something that a lot of people, uh, I, I believe, have questions about. It's not necessarily that they're asking us, but if we understand you know, a, a common Google search, I would imagine it's you know, does caffeine cause headaches? Does caffeine help with headaches? Um, well, how does caffeine interact with headaches or migraines? And so that's what we're going to talk about today. Um, let's start off with just kind of what we see in the clinic um, as far as like patients and maybe anecdotally what we've seen maybe helps or hurts, that type of thing. Yeah. So this is a, um, a fairly common question and definitely, you know, I think oh, I looked up at least 80% of people in the world consume caffeine. So it's just kind of a common daily thing. A lot of people do. And people with headaches always kind of have the question like, you know, is this hurting me? Is it helping? Um, and what we see in the clinic is, you know, it varies quite a bit. We have some people that seem very dependent on caffeine where they consume to a level that if they miss any type of caffeine, they really can have almost that withdrawal type headache. Um, and then we have some people that hardly ever, uh, you know, have caffeine and do feel like it's really effective if they're having a bad headache or migraine that if they take some coffee with a medication, it can be more effective. So we kind of see it across the board. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can think of um, a few patients off the top of my head that uh, when they came to the clinic, they were very dependent on caffeine. Um, and that, that could even be like the monster drinks, um, that have high levels of caffeine. Coffee was, is probably the more commonly consumed, uh, sort of mode of caffeine. But, uh, I can think of a few patients that, that, that caffeine was kind of keeping them going. Now they still experienced neck tension, headaches, migraines frequently, but they were using caffeine to mitigate their symptoms and, they would wake up and have one or two cups of coffee and then just kind of consume coffee throughout the day uh, to keep their their migraines at bay. And if they missed a cup or if they missed like an afternoon or didn't have access to it, it almost always led to a worsening of their symptoms. And so um, that that's a little bit unique. We don't see that all the time, but a lot of the patients that we work with have some sort of interaction with caffeine that they're trying to manage. So let's start off with talking about kind of the, uh, yeah, how, how caffeine is processed in the body and how it affects the body, sort of what, what happens when we consume caffeine. Yeah, so caffeine um, ha is interesting because it is so similar to this thing we naturally have in our brain called adenosine. And adenosine is released the, right when we wake up, all during our waking hours. It is released throughout the day um, until by the end of the day. It's kind of what makes us tired and then ready for bed. And then the only way we absorb the adenosine or get rid of it is actually you have to be in good sleep. Um, so it's this, you know, lovely cyclical thing we have in our brain. Whereas caffeine will come in, and because it looks so much like it, our brain will, it'll kind of block out the adenosine 
and it'll make us feel more alert because we're not having that slow buildup. Um, and then what can happen though with that is, you know, then the caffeine kind of comes out of our system and then sometimes you can feel a crash depending on how much caffeine you've had. Um, so it is considered a stimulant also because it helps uh, vasodilate um, arteries a bit and, and capillaries so we have more blood flow. We can have higher heart rate, even increase alertness. Um, it, again, at a certain extent, it can cause heart palpitation. So there's always a moderation to everything. Um, but those are the main effects of caffeine, how it kind of mechanically works in our body. Um, and it's always good to know that when you take it in orally through the mouth, it can take between 30 minutes and two hours to kind of reach its maximum plasma concentration or, you know, absorption into your body. Um, and then it's half-life, meaning it's kind of coming out of your body within three to five hours and normal adults that drink caffeine fairly regularly. Yeah. The other thing to know, we, we've talked on this podcast that women are two to three times more likely to experience headaches and migraines. And oftentimes the, the migraines, um, are around the time where you're either breastfeeding or, or you're pregnant. And so it's important to understand that, um, the, the caffeine, because, you know, they, they tell you not to consume too much caffeine. That's because it crosses the placental barrier. Mm-hmm. Um, it also crosses the blood brain barrier. And that's why caffeine is one of those things that's talked about quite a bit and has such a, an impact on us is because it, it kind of slips through these barriers and has an impact on like our, uh, our brain. And then, uh, also on the, on the child and the child will have a, uh, uh, sort of a, lower tolerance for caffeine. And so uh, that's, that's why that's just kind of a little side note. That's why it's considered, uh, mm-hmm. when you're pregnant, uh, or even, uh, breastfeeding, cause that can uh, transfer to the child that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's on my mind cause <clears throat> we had a, we had a baby on Tuesday. Woohoo! Yeah. Yeah. It's really exciting. His name is Teddy. Yeah. The Theodore. We call him ever. Teddy. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And, and that's awesome. We're, uh, yeah, we're super thrilled. Um, but a little, yeah, sidebar for the, the pregnant or nursing moms out there. Um, and what we might actually, I, I've been meaning to do a little video with my wife on like, you know, how to breastfeed without causing tension and stuff like that. Oh, but that's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, so if you're listening to this and you don't follow us on Instagram or uh, on TikTok or Facebook, then please do that because we put out a lot of valuable uh, content through those uh, mediums. Mm-hmm. All right. So let's move on to. Well, sorry. Can oh, I, yeah. Can go I ahead. Interrupt. So the the big thing I want to talk about too is um, gastric motility. Right. Its effects on that. Is that where you're going next? Uh, I might have interrupted you. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're, you're, you're good. Let's talk about it. Um. So yeah, like we said, it's a little bit of a stimulant, so it will increase your gastric motility, meaning just how fast your stomach's going to absorb and move things through your gut and your intestines. Um, it's interesting because the, the research shows um, the effect of just one caffeinated coffee is similar to eating a meal. It's 60% stronger than just water on your system and 23% stronger than decaf coffee. Um, and to me, that has a huge implication for people with headaches and migraines because we know that they have decreased gastric mobility, that their stomachs like to slow down, especially when that headache is ramping up closer to a migraine. And so caffeine will improve this, um, and help the absorption of medications and, um, potentially help their effectiveness. So that is huge for headaches and migraines. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that, that is, 
Right. That's the implication for someone with headaches and migraines is that gastric motility, the sort of the speed at which our digestive system is functioning. Um, yeah, it'll slow down and that's what makes these medications, these pain meds, um, more effective. Mm -hmm. And so when we look at pain medication and options, the really the biggest, the, the, the most obvious area that this is, um, sort of implemented is with Excedrin. Mm -hmm. Um, but is there an element, I guess, you know, people might be able to consume coffee while taking a pain med mm -hmm. and uh, see benefits that way. Absolutely. And, but yeah, Excedrin kind of, you know, they, they infused it with, what was it? 200 milligrams. Um, I believe it's 130. Oh, 130. Okay. Yeah, 130. And obviously with the Excedrin is nice because all the timing is there. They've they've packaged it nicely for your body to take it in. Whereas if you drink a cup of coffee, you might have to time it a little differently than when you, with your meds. Because like we just talked about, it can take half an hour to up to two hours to really like reach its maximum concentration. So Excedrin, you know, not that coffee and Advil together is horrible, but Excedrin might be a better option. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then just so you guys are aware, we are not pro medication. We're just right. explaining why mm -hmm. Excedrin and caffeine, um, may be uh, allowing you to see sort of a greater potency or impact uh, mm -hmm. with these meds. Mm -hmm. So we found a few, um, studies on caffeine and its impact and its role with headaches and migraines. Let's kind of pick through those a little bit. Uh, this first one, it says the ambiguous role of caffeine and migraine headache from trigger to treatment. Um, mm -hmm. So what, what did they discover? Um, yeah, so this was just like a review of all the current li literature. Um, and they, they kind of said there was insufficient evidence to recommend cafe caffeine cessation or stopping caffeine um, for all migraine patients. Um, but it should be highlighted that caffeine overuse, like we talked about kind of in the beginning, that overuse dependency can lead to migraine chronification or like increasing that chronicity or daily um, headache. Um, and again, sudden caffeine withdrawal may trigger a migraine attack. Um, and they should just be really aware of the amount, the actual milligrams that they're consuming every day and not to ever exceed 200 milligrams daily. Um, if they want to continue drinking caffeinated beverages, they should try to keep their intake as consistent as possible to avoid this withdrawal headache. So that was kind of the the main point of that article. Yeah, and that is one of the biggest take-homes that I talk to my patients about all the time is if you are consuming caffeine, let's say you have a cup of coffee every morning, that cup of coffee, your body's sort of used to that. So you don't necessarily need to like increase or decrease. I mean, you can play with that and, and you know, stopping the, the daily coffee um, might help. But for the most part, what this study is saying is you should just keep a regular intake. What, whatever you were doing, continue to do that. So if you don't drink coffee, I'm not recommending you start drinking coffee. Um, and then if you drink, you know, two or three cups a day, uh, I would say, you know, try, try to sort of back off a little bit, see how that goes. Um, because the 200 milligram threshold, mm -hmm. you're probably crossing that. Mm -hmm. But if you can get to, you know, one, maybe two cups of coffee and that seems to be okay, then don't necessarily stop or look to increase because your body is okay with that. Um, it's not necessarily that caffeine is helping or hurting dramatically, um, but you might see sort of a withdrawal effect if you stop uh, or a negative effect if you have too much. Mm-hmm. 
All right, so then we had a, a second uh, study. This one's titled Caffeine in the Management of Patients with Headache. And what did uh, we discover with this one? Yeah, this was a 2017 study. This one was kind of nice because it was a little more specific to like tension type headaches and migraines and even the difference of caffeine potentially on the two types. Um, And it kind of said compared with analgesic medicine, so basically Tylenol and Advil, um, combinations of caffeine with this with medicine uh, showed significantly improved efficacy in the treatment of patients with tension type headache or migraine. Um, and there was some side effects. So the most common adverse side effects were nervousness that was in about 6.5% of people, nausea, 4.3%, abdominal pain or discomfort, 4.1% and dizziness, 3.2%. So pretty low, but that is still very possible to have, um, some of those effects with caffeine. And it kind of, this review provides evidence for the role of caffeine as an analgesic adjunct um, and in the, you know, treatment of primary headache. And the main takeaway I would say from this is they noticed in changing um, the amount of milligrams. So for tension type headaches. And so we've talked about this before. That's more of like the sometimes more both sides of the head, temple pain, kind of stemming really from the neck and shoulders and feeling a lot of this tension versus migraine a lot of times is more one-sided, a little more acute, maybe behind the eye. That's generalized, but that's kind of how we would think of it. Um, That for tension type type headaches, 130 milligrams really of caffeine really enhance the efficacy of the analgesics or like I said, Tylenol or Advil or ibuprofen, whereas actually um, just anything over 100 milligrams enhance the benefits for migraine. So fairly close, but there was a little bit of a distinction there. Yeah. And then let's go into sort of the practical application of if someone's going to try to shoot for that, uh, that target milligram, Mm -hmm. um, what, what, what should they know about like tea or coffee? I mean, how much are they consuming? So the average cup of coffee um, is 95 milligrams. Now, I'm sure there we could do, again, you could do a ton of research on how that's brewed, how long could affect it. But just the average cup of coffee is about 95. You can maybe just round it up like around 100 milligrams. So that's kind of a good um, thing to know off the top of your head. Now, some people really love tea. Um, black tea tends to be a little bit higher in caffeine, but it can still range between 30 and 80 milligrams, where green tea is a little lower. That's about maybe 30 to 60. Um, so as far as like coffee and tea, those are kind of some numbers to, to keep in mind. Yeah. And then, uh, like we said before, Excedrin has about 130 milligrams. Mm-hmm. And so, um, yeah, that's, that's, I mean, we're drinking tea right now because yeah. we thought it'd be appropriate to drink tea as we talk about, uh, <laughs> caffeine and, um, but yeah, I, I personally have a cup of coffee every morning. Mm-hmm. I enjoy coffee. I think, uh, another element of this when it comes specifically, uh, specifically to coffee is, you know, the, the added sugar, the Starbucks, like kind of foo-foo drinks. Um, sometimes the sugar can have an impact on people. So, uh, just know that the, the way you're consuming caffeine, uh, should be considered as well. And, uh, there, there are some added benefits to like consuming tea and, and coffee, like the, uh, um, antioxidants and things like that, which, uh, we won't get into today, but, 
as far as uh, we're, we're sort of continuing on this trend of diet and how diet can have an impact on headaches and migraines. And so that, um, well, what, what's, what's kind of the final thought here as far as, you know, take away, what, what should people do today? Yeah. I mean, I just think knowing caffeine it, it is not a good or a bad thing. It's very dependent on the person. I think um, it's just a good example of everything in moderation can sometimes be helpful. So having that one cup of coffee a day at the similar time on a routine around that 100 milligrams is probably, it seems like from the research, would be the kind of the most effective routine for people. Um, so hopefully listening out there, you might be doing that already, and if not, maybe it's something you can try. Again, we're not encouraging you to start caffeine if, if you're off of it and feel fine. Um, and then the other big thing for headache and migraine people is it does help improve that gastric motility, which is important, um, and, and absorbing and um, decreasing the nauseousness and things like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, and, and then caffeine is something that doesn't cause headaches or migraines and that's another important indication because a lot of people uh, will put the triggers as the cause and so this is one of those those things that people can sometimes think causes headaches or migraines Mm -hmm. Uh, but just know that it doesn't it it just has an impact on how you experience uh, pain and in in the impact on your body and how it interacts with the meds and so hopefully this podcast gives you a better understanding of caffeine and how that can um, help or hurt and and uh, if really the takeaway is if you have a cup of coffee every morning that's fine just keep doing it <laughs> if you have more than that consider maybe backing off a little bit uh, and if, if you don't drink coffee then really no need to start um, unless you want to play with its effects on the pain meds and so that's yeah I- any other final words no I think we covered it all right thank you for listening to the headache doctor podcast As always, it's our mission to empower and educate everyone with headaches and migraines to break free from a life of fear and dependence and thrive in everything you do. Stay tuned next time for some more helpful information for all you out there suffering with headaches and migraines.